Hi everyone and welcome to the Tech Recruitment Podcast. This is the episode number, the next one, so let's kick it off. Jessica, you've been in recruiting for about 15 years before you transitioned to tech recruiting. Uh, you were working in IBM, which is the high-tech company in the world, right? And you were the talent acquisition specialist uh, in IBM. So uh, what was it like to transition from the healthcare or medical recruitment to IT, to tech recruitment? It was a, a big transition, and I had to learn a lot about technical recruiting, IT recruiting, what the lingo was their language Mm. and what helped me was when I bought Michael's books and that the whole, all of the books helped so much to understand their lingo and how to interview and talk to it candidates. It was, a, it, I mean, being a recruiter, recruiting is recruiting. If you've been a recruiter, it's the same at different companies. To me, it is. Um, You're recruiting, you ask questions, you try to get to know what the manager is looking for, and then you try to find that talent. So with IBM, it's from transition from healthcare to IT, it was a whole nother language that I had to learn. So the most important thing was having the intakes with the hiring managers to understand exactly what they were looking for and then sourcing to find that talent. Once you found the talent, then it was the phone call or the phone, the phone screen with the, with the candidate. And they could have been a a prospect not looking for a position or they could have applied directly to the position at IBM, but you needed to know how to talk to them and the lingo. And my experience there at IBM was phenomenal. And everyone that I talked to was really nice and understanding. And the more phone screens that you did with these, the IT um, candidates, the more you learned. So you, with the hiring managers, they would give us a rubric of questions that they wanted answered. And then we would give um, ask the candidates those questions. And if the manager felt that they would be a good fit, then we would schedule an interview. So learning from having those phone screens with the candidates, that helped a lot. That helps you learn about the position different positions and what they do. So Mm. over like the year, you just learned so much more. Mm. So the transition, it was a good transition from healthcare to IT, but it was a learning curve and it it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. So if there is anyone that was in the same boat as I was, just give yourself time, ask a lot of questions don't be afraid to ask questions. And if you don't know something, speak up and ask. But um, but the people that I encountered and I spoke with and um, asked, you know, questions to them, if I didn't understand something that was the every, everyone I spoke to was really was nice and wanted to wanted to share with me their experiences and teach me mm-hmm. what it is that they did. So it was it was very helpful. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, you mentioned a few very interesting aspects of recruiting, the uh, intake call, the screening questions. So we will unpack these areas uh, in a minute. But um, let's pause a bit. And um, can you also tell us uh, about your motivation? Because there are people out there who consider transitioning from medical or sales recruiting or whatever to tech recruiting, and uh, they may you know, still wonder whether it is a good idea. So what was your motivation? Why did you even consider this as a real thing after so many years in healthcare? The one reason why I wanted to transition from healthcare to IT was to get another type of, excuse me, of experience. Mm-hmm. So I was in healthcare for, for many, many years and I wanted to learn something else. And in healthcare or the organizations that I did work with, Um, The IT department is very small. And if somebody was in that role, they were in that role for for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to learn. I wanted to work for a big, huge company. And IBM was the one I applied. And they looked at my resume. I had um, a phone screen with the recruiter. And then I had an interview with the manager, but my motivation was really to learn something new that I didn't have the opportunity to learn at the companies that I did work for. So that is what new recruiters are wanting to do. Don't be afraid to do it. Mm -hmm. Just start applying, start networking, get on LinkedIn, talk to different people and, and see where it takes you. But I think it, it my I think it would be amazing for people to just do it yeah, <laughs> and not be afraid. Take that step. Take this step. Don't be afraid because then if you're afraid, you're gonna be in, in your same situation for a long time. So yeah, yeah, that's so true. Step. And there is there is so much to learn in IT, right? All these programming languages and software frameworks and tools and technologies and IT roles and whatnot. Yes. So um, yeah, that that offers an abundance of opportunities to learn and grow. Um, cool. And um, you mentioned this uh, screening call when you were joining IBM. So um, what was it like? I mean, there are people out there who may even feel intimidated when they imagine they would be, you know, with no. IT recruiting experience applying to a high tech company such as IBM. So um, the fact that you didn't have previous experience, was it not a, an issue? Was it not a deal breaker for the managers? Well, the recruiter that called me saw all of my recruiting experience and asked if I had ever recruited for IT. And unfortunately, I didn't. But I sold all of my experience and all of the hires I've done and all all my years of recruiting um, and just explained everything that that I've done. So it's like I mentioned earlier, recruiting is recruiting no matter what company you're at. It's still the processes are most likely going to be different, but recruiting is learning about individuals and their backgrounds and trying to match that talent to different positions and finding a position for that person. But my phone screen, it was, I was so happy with it. And I was able to move up to the actual interview with the manager and the manager just wanted to know what I knew about IBM, 
how many years I, I was recruiting. Have I ever recruited globally? Mm-hmm. And what, how many recs I've had? Mm-hmm. Was my rec load. So, I mean, those, I mean, it was a year ago, but th- that is what I remember. Those mm-hmm. are some of the questions um, that the manager did ask me. Mm-hmm. And even though I wasn't, didn't recruit for IT, I just had um, a strong passion and the manager saw that. So I believe that's why I was hired because mm-hmm. I did have experience in recruiting experience, but I had um, passion to to recruit. So. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. Um, all your previous experience was uh, applicable, right? With the yes. uh, interview conducting and, uh, you know, screening calls and whatnot. You just had to learn the IT terminology and the IT vocabulary. So I kind of can imagine you, you know, going through some of the mind maps and some of the eBooks uh, that you purchased. Yes. Yes. I even told my whole team, I was like, you have to get these books because they are amazing. They're going to help you, especially the mind maps. The mind maps were so good. So every time I had a phone screen with someone and I, um, like a machine learner or, um, a front end developer, back end developer, I would pull up those mind maps during my phone screen. And so when they were talking, I would highlight, okay, so they done this, they they did this. And then after the phone screen, I would type up everything that, you know, that I had asked them. And it was so much easier to have those mind maps. And it was a better understanding for me to give the information to them back to the manager and let them know this is what they've done. This is the the technologies and um, things that they've done. So they were really helpful. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for saying. So I'm I'm really glad it was helpful. So then you were working uh, as the recruiter, you were closing some positions, right? Um, so lots of people now may look up to your experience and they may wonder how to get a job, how to, you know, apply to a company like IBM or some other company in the United States or globally, because IT is pretty much the same, you know. So um what would be your career advice to someone who may be looking for a new job and they, you know, may need some help? So the advice that I have is to make sure that you have an updated resume and your that your LinkedIn is updated. So once you find a company that you want to apply to, let's say you want to apply at IBM, you need to create your username and password and write it down somewhere or put it in your phone, wherever you save your information, mm-hmm. because you're going to want to go back into it to, to check the status of your application, to see where it, it is in the process. Is it still being, is it still an applied status? Meaning that recruiter hasn't looked at it yet. Is it being moved to reviewed? That means the recruiter reviewed the application. Was it submitted? So you want to keep, that's the reason why it's so important to keep track of what your username and your password is, because if, and hopefully there is a job offer, you're going to have to go back in and review the offer. And the recruiter does not have your username or your password. Mm -hmm. So it's just a delay. If they do come up, the recruiter does call you. If they have an offer for you, you're going to have to log back in. But if you don't remember what your username and password is, then it's a delay. So mm-hmm. that is um, 
some advice um, on that. But when you are going to apply, the recruiters do look at your LinkedIn and your resume. I would say to make sure that they match. So what is on your resume should be what is on your LinkedIn or vice versa. And add all of your information. Michael had a great LinkedIn post about projects that was awesome about maybe a couple of weeks ago, you posted mm-hmm. about um, projects. So even if you've worked on a project, you can add that on your LinkedIn as well. Um, mm-hmm. If you think your resume is too long, which I would add all the information, but if you don't want to put your projects on your resume, you can put that on LinkedIn. So it's important to make sure that bef- whenever you are applying, like I said, make sure that you, the, your LinkedIn and your resume do match. And if the recruiter or the manager wants to have an interview with you and it's you get a random phone call, you want to be readily available to submit it because they may ask, oh, so email me your resume. And you don't want to, you don't want to keep them waiting a day or three days for you to update it. Yeah. yeah. So just up keep it updated. And you could do that even if you do have a new job. Let like a month go by and then after a month, go on your resume and write the things that you've learned. Or you could do it weekly if you want and and update it because I, in my, being a recruiter, we look at resumes all day long or even sourcers, we look at resumes all day long. And the number one um, dilemma is not having an updated resume that we cannot send to the manager because it's either the email is wrong. The email is not updated. Some people have an email address or like two or three email addresses. Mm -hmm. And on the resume, it's a different email than what they have on their application. Mm -hmm. So phone numbers could be wrong. That's, you know, people change their phone numbers. They lose their phone or whatever the case is. And the recruiter is going to, you know, trying to call you or the manager is going to call you, but the phone number is wrong. So those are the main reasons mm-hmm. you would need to, you know, have an updated resume. You want the correct information because you don't want to miss out. Hmm. Yeah, these, these are great ones. And even with the uh, phone number, it may be wrong or it may be incomplete, especially with the international uh, applicants. I've seen you know, people from, let's say, Poland or Czech Republic, especially here in Europe, right? Every country has different uh, country code, the prefix, and they kind of forget about it. So when a recruiter is in the United States or elsewhere, right? So they don't know the country code of that country, and then you cannot dial the number. So uh, that's that's kind of annoying. And I also have a few flashbacks of these uh um, resumes not being ready at all. Like it happened with uh, some of the candidates I was engaging with and it's really annoying. So uh, great advice really to keep the CV updated somewhere on the uh, desktop so that when someone asks, you can just uh, send it over quickly. Yes, even on your phone too. I know there. Mm-hmm. if you have an iPhone, there's a way you can you can have your resume. You can save it on there as well and you can just send it through email if the manager or or the recruiter is asking for it. So it's just important just to update it. Always keep it updated and your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, cool. So um, I'm just, I'm just wondering now with all your experience uh, working uh, at IBM as the uh, talent acquisition technical recruiter, um, what would you say was your biggest challenge and what would you 
uh, suggest other people do better or differently or just uh, beware of? Um, one of the biggest challenges um, working at IBM for for me, it was learning the different systems and also getting to know the managers. Mm-hmm. And of course, obviously the IT lingo as well. So my advice is always ask questions and don't be afraid to ask questions. Nobody, the managers don't know that you don't, you don't know something. So mm-hmm. you need to ask and just not be afraid. Um, I know I, I, when I was at IBM, I had uh, all kinds of diff- different types of positions I've never recruited before. So the one thing you need to do is research, research the position, look at the job description. Um, and I, I used to highlight the things that I did not understand on the job description. And whenever I did have an intake with the manager, I would ask, what does this mean? What is this? Is this right? Mm-hmm. And um, just for me, for myself to get a, a better um, understanding of what the manager is looking for, because you, as a, if you're a new recruiter, or you're new to IT, you don't want to waste anyone's time. And it's already hard enough to get a manager to talk to you about the positions because they think, oh, well, you're a recruiter. You already know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know how to recruit, but you don't know. We we as recruiters or sourcers, we are not in that role. And it's, it's hard because we have to learn every single role, what they do, but we're not, we don't work in that role, but we have to learn about the role. So you want to ask questions, ask your candidates questions, and that's how you're, you're going to learn for your next um, positions. Mm, Yeah, that's a good one. Be prepared so that you can be perceived as a professional partner to the hiring manager awesome yes. awesome cool partnering up with them so yeah mm-hmm. awesome well um and where can people find um a bit more about you you are also active on the social media um so where should people connect with you yeah so i'm active on linkedin so you can find me my name is jessica isagire it's i-z-a-g-u-i-r-r-e I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there. I try to post about giving job seekers tips on how to land their dream jobs. So I I always try to give tips. So if you go on my LinkedIn, um, you'll see all of my posts. So hopefully they do help you. Mm-hmm. And also I do have a YouTube channel. It's called at, um, I'm sorry, it's called a Recruiter in Hills. And I have some videos there as well to to help job seekers. But yes, that's where you can find me since I've been recruiting for a long time. That's my way to give back to to job seekers and just individuals that are don't know what recruiters are looking for or just don't know what to do as a job seeker. So I, I do like to give back. And that's my way of giving back, just giving advice and information. Awesome. That's very cool. I will include these links uh, in the show notes and in the comments on the, uh, YouTube. Awesome. Okay. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot for sharing all these tips and insights uh, from IBM. And, um, you know, what was it like to transition from healthcare to IT recruiting? So uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, find it uh, useful and inspiring and they will not be as scared uh, anymore. 
And now when they see that it is doable and uh, yeah, yeah, here you are, you know, with a pleasant experience talking to IT candidates and you enjoyed it. Yes, very much. It was amazing. It was really good. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Um, All right. Wonderful day. We'll keep in touch. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Hope you get better. Hi again, and really quick, if you'd like to get a new job as the tech recruiter, or if you'd like to start working as the independent freelance tech recruitment consultant, or if you'd like to start and grow your own agency, we can help you get closer to your goals. So just go to our website, techrecruitmentacademy.com, and learn more about the programs that we organize every now and then. So just go to the website, techrecruitmentacademy.com. 